0: This is a Squeeze podcast, where your shortcut to being informed.
1: Good morning, this is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Martin Gabor. And I'm Lucy
0: Watkin. It's Thursday, the 23rd of December.
1: In your Sport Today, more COVID cases in football, Nadal and Novak on track footy's big fight night, and celebrating with a bucket of fries. This is Your Sport Today. We're going to start our final show of the year with a topic that has pretty much dominated all of 2021, and that's, of course, COVID-19. The new Omicron variant has seen the National Hockey League put on ice in America, with the league pulling its players from the Winter Olympics in Beijing. Games across the world, they've been postponed and fans barred from stadiums, and there's been another outbreak in Australia, and it involves A-League men's club Melbourne City.
0: Yeah, six players from Melbourne City tested positive to the virus yesterday and it's led to a number of games being postponed. City was meant to play against Wellington in the FFA Cup last night, but that match has been pushed back. Melbourne's A-League game against Brisbane on Monday, that's also been postponed. And this has all had a knock-on effect because Melbourne Victory's FFA Cup match has also been delayed because they played City on the weekend and they don't want to risk having to quarantine in Queensland.
1: Yeah, that's right. And Melbourne City is now the fifth club to have players test positive in the league this season. But the team says that all of the cases are double vaccinated and the players are doing well. Luce, there's a bit more news as well, and it involves the AFLW.
0: Yeah, we now know how teams will deal with COVID during the season, which starts on January 7. So even if a team has a lot of positive cases, games will continue as long as a team has 16 fit players plus five train-on players to make up the 21 needed on match day. But if a club can't field a big enough team, then the match will be rescheduled for either later in the same round or later in the season with cancellation the last option.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. And there's a lot going on, isn't there, as World Sport continues to deal with Omicron. And I think there's going to be a continuing trend for a little while longer. Let's stay with the issue because there are a couple of big events coming up in your home city, Melbourne, and it looks like the virus won't stop big crowds from turning up.
0: Yeah, there's a bit coming up down here in Melbourne and it, of course, all starts with the Boxing Day test at the MCG. The Melbourne Cricket Club says the government hasn't told them to limit crowds or force people to wear masks, although they are strongly advising people to do so. At this stage, they are expecting a crowd of around 70,000 for day one of the third Ashes test. And big crowds are also expected at the Australian Open, which should feature top players Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal. That's according to Tennis Australia Chief Executive Craig Tiley, who said a few players would be given a medical exemption to play in Melbourne.
1: Yet we still don't know if Djokovic is vaccinated, and we won't know if he's been given a medical exemption unless he decides to make it public. The Oz Open, it starts on January 17th. It's fair to say that the Olympics and Paralympics were a massive highlight for many of us this year during lockdown and, loose. Luce- Australia's future looks bright after the government announced a historic funding package yesterday.
0: Yeah, it was so good to have the Olympics to watch during lockdown this year. And the big news here is that the government has promised more than $250 million in funding over the next three years to build on Australia's success in Tokyo. In the past, federal funding was handed out every 12 months, but now there's the security of having it for that entire Games cycle. The Matildas are the big winners they'll get about $10 million over the next three years and other sports such as canoeing, women's rugby sevens and skateboarding, they'll also get a big increase in funding.
1: Yeah, they will and this is the biggest investment ever in australia's high performance sports program with one eye on the 2032 games in brisbane and that brings us to today's trivia question brought to you by sportsmate mobile which city will host the 2024 games sounds like an easy question but i do know it has tripped up a few people Lucy, so have you got a clue for us this city
0: is known as the city of light
1: City of light, not of lights, maybe a bit of a trick clue there we'll have the answer at the end of the show. Let's talk some motorsport now because Formula One driver Nicholas Latifi says he received death threats after his crash in the final race of the season, which played a part in Max Verstappen winning the title.
0: Yeah, this happened after the F1 race in Abu Dhabi where Lewis Hamilton looked set to win the title. But Latifi crashed with five laps to go, which brought out the safety car and allowed Vishapen to get fresh tyres, which he used to pass Hamilton on the last lap. Latifi said he knew at the time he was going to cop abuse, so he decided to get rid of apps like Instagram and Twitter from his phone. Latifi said a lot of the comments he received crossed the line and the people who abused him were not. True fans of the sport.
1: Yeah, and in his statement, he said that he hopes that his comments can make people think twice about the consequences of online bullying and how it affects other people. If you follow boxing and probably rugby league as well, there's a good chance you stayed up late last night to watch Paul Gallon beat former NRL player Darcy Lussick in Sydney.
0: Yeah, this one was way past my bedtime, Gabs, but <laughs> I have a feeling that you watched this one and Gallen's record is now 12 wins, one draw and one loss after he beat Lussick in the third round. Lussick started strongly and had Gallen on the ropes a couple of times, but he got tired after that and that's when Gallen took control of the fight. Lussick was knocked to the canvas in the second round before the referee ended the fight about 25 seconds into the final round.
1: Yeah, Luce, it was a very late finish for me <laughs> last night. Uh, Olympic bronze medalist Harry Garside, he won his first professional fight, but experts reckon the ref ended that bout a little bit too early. I've posted a link in the episode notes to all the results and highlights from last night. For the last story of 2021, I just had to combine my two great loves, which are, of course, sport and food. We've all (laughs) seen coaches get a Gatorade bath after winning a big game. But it turns out they do things a little bit differently in Idaho.
0: Yeah, it's not easy getting Gatorade out in the wash, but French fries, that's not too bad. (laughs) And yesterday in college football game between the Wyoming Cowboys and the Kent State Golden Flashes, Wyoming coach Craig Bowl had a huge bucket of fries poured on his head after his team won the Idaho Potato Bowl. I don't think they were fresh out of the fryer, Gab, so I think you'll be okay. Maybe just a little bit salty.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is your best line of the year, without a doubt. And get this, next week there's a mayo bowl. A mayo bowl, surely the winner of this potato bowl and the mayo bowl get together in some form of alliance and just dine out together. I know what I'd be doing. (laughs) All right time for Catch This where we tell you what's caught our eye or what's coming up and Luce you can go first today.
0: Well I just wanted to plug our trivia shows which will be running from December 29 to 31st and what a better way to bring in the new year than having a look back on everything that happened in sport in 2021 and we had a really good time all of this year and with the trivia show so tune into those.
1: Absolutely that's a terrific catch this and we did have a lot of fun doing this and make sure you you listen to those trivia shows on Spotify or Apple, and if you're there, maybe even leave a review if you like what you heard. All right, let's get back to today's trivia question, which was which city will host the 2024 Olympic Games? Luce, where is it?
0: The City of Light, which is Paris, also known as the City of Love, but... It has a few nicknames.
1: <laughs> it certainly does. Uh, I think most people will have got that, but not everyone, as you might find out in our trivia shows. Okay, that is us done for the year. We want to thank you all for listening, and we really do appreciate it. I just wanted to give a huge shout-out to our fearless leader, Fez. He's really carried the team this season, and I know that Luce and I are going to spend the off-season giving 110% to make the coach proud. We'll be back on January 5th to do it all again. Until then, have a safe and happy holidays and we'll catch you in 2022.